Today, friends, we are heading to the beach, specifically Silver Beach. We're talking with Sue Shallon. She is the president of the Silver Beach Carousel Society to find out all about that magical ride in St. Joseph, Michigan. And as I said, we are going to Silver Beach and talking to my dear friend, Suze, about the carousel. Suze, how are you this morning? Well, I am doing just fine because any day that I get to be in the carousel is a great day. <laughs> and we have a lot of visitors who feel the same way. So it's a great day in St. Joseph, Michigan. It's obviously an iconic spot. But as I was getting ready for this, I was not prepared for the onion to unwrap of the history of this carousel. So can we go all the way back for a minute and talk about Wallace and Drake and kind of how this whole area came to be. And then we'll talk more specifically about the carousel. Oh, sure. We'll do the Reader's Digest condensed version. <laughs> this is in the 1890s. Those two wild and crazy boys, uh, Wallace and Drake, were friends and they were teenagers, actually. And they said, well, let's build some boats and people can go out in the lake and that'll be fun, which it was. But that wasn't enough for them. They said, oh, let's build an amusement park. Obviously, it didn't spring full-blown. They started piecemeal, you know, one thing at a time. So there was a, a wonderful swing in the water that would raise you up as it turned around, or there was a huge slide down there. And yes, there was trains in that time period as well. So it was, it was really great. And, you know, there was no Disney, no home air conditioning, none of those other things to draw people away. So you came to the water because it was always cooler. So fast forward about 1920, a carousel comes to the Silver Beach Amusement Park was what it was being called at the time. And that was highly successful as there were many uh, carousels around in the United States at that time of very small amusement parks. And so it operated until the park closed, which was in the 1970s. That was due to some of the things I mentioned before, television, people's ability to fly for vacations and all of those other activities. Small amusement parks declined in attendance. And while they still had a very warm spot in the hearts of people who had gone there, they needed to close economically. There was no way to continue. So our original carousel was purchased and taken out to New Mexico by a collector. And it's now running in the state of Washington. So this is a brand new carousel we have as of January 2nd, 2010 was our opening day. It was built by Carousel Works, then the largest builder of carousels in the world in Ohio. And they are hand carved, hand painted figures, just like the original. In fact, two rows we photographed from the original carousel and they carved the white horses with the jewels exactly like the originals. And so Suze, let's go uh, like kind of in the middle of that history. In 1997, well before we get this second carousel, the Silver, Beak, the Silver Beach Carousel Society is formed. And so what was happening in the 90s that there was that appetite to be like, I want to bring this back. How do we do that? Well, what happened was there were some people in the area who, per, who had owned a couple of the original horses. They had purchased them from the woman who had purchased the whole carousel. And there was an interest to perhaps bring the original carousel back to the area. Now, uh, so to do that, they drew some interest and they had a uh, activity over at the Heritage. It was like a dinner and a display. And the Krasl also had a display for a while of beautiful original antique carousel figures. And that was to kind of stir interest in returning a piece of history 
to the area and the sense of fun that came along with that. Well, that was slow to gain, gain traction. It was slow to gain traction because people couldn't see why you would want to write it more than once. So we go through a few years of not very much activity, uh, low kind of fundraising. And then there was this idea from a person from the local community who talked to a local businessman about purchasing his area, his land below the bluff, and then turning it over to the city, but including a carousel on that land, and then incorporating Whirlpool's land across Broad Street to make it a much larger attraction, and also building a new Chatelain ballroom to replicate the idea of the activity area that was down at the original Silver Beach Music Park. So all of that got started like about really hard about 20, 2005, 2006. And the land was indeed purchased and Whirlpool agreed to join and the city agreed to help with some of their development funds. And so what became Bluff Side, both sides of Broad Street down below the bluff, eventually emerged after groundbreaking and all of that good stuff as the Silver Beach Center and then across the street, Whirlpool Centennial Park with the Compass Rose Fountain. So that's why it was a most unusual public, private, and corporate partnership. And that might explain a little bit of the magic that happens down there. My kids absolutely adore the entire Silver Beach area. And there's just there's just an energy down there that this gem in the state of Michigan is something that people should not miss. And so one of the things that I want to make sure that we talk about is how long does the carousel run each year? When does it, if it shuts down, when does it shut down? Like how long can people enjoy it each year? Well, our best way to inform people about our open hours and days is for them to check our Facebook page, which is Silver Beach Carousel, or to go on our website, silverbeachcarousel.com. And the reason I say that is because we are open more seasonally in the summer than we are during what I would call the school year. And sometimes in January, we take a couple of weeks off to perform some needed maintenance. In the summer, we used to be open pre-COVID 12 hours a day. That came to a screeching halt in 2020. And we've been slowly building back and slowly building back our volunteer base because without our volunteers, we cannot economically afford to open the carousel and keep it operating. That's how critical they are to this particular activity. But not only are they helping us financially, but the volunteers bring their hearts. And you mentioned the magic. And I have to say that the action down here, the activities, it's magic because people's hearts are here. Yes, you, we're nonprofits, the Curious Kids Discovery Zone and the Shadowland Ballroom and our Silver Beach Carousel and all of that is nonprofits. But in addition to providing the sustenance for your business, you have to provide the community connection. And that's where we started. We were a community carousel in our minds before we ever had a physical carousel. Same thing with the ballroom. And of course, Curious Kids has had a lot of interaction with the community for 20 years. So that's where the difference is. We were created to be a gift to the community for cultural, recreational, and educational purposes. And that's where we fulfill our mission. So, Suze, your family has a deep connection, obviously, with the carousel. As president of this organization, I imagine each season is different. But as you just alluded to, we're 
three years out from the origin of COVID and things are starting to get back to full tilt. And so for you, what has this season been like? And has there been any surprises or fun stories that you were like, this is why we do this? Thanks. This is the closest to what we used to be this year for a period of time in the summer, even though we were only open eight hours a day on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then five hours a day on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for the month of July and a little bit of August. It was the closest thing we had to offering our guests the prior experience, which they loved because they could come during the day or they could come in their evening time, maybe after they had had their time at the beach or whatever. The best part is that when they come, we make so many new friends. So many people were here for the first time. And so many people came back who had been here and said, we're so glad you've opened again. Um, even though the carousel is having to struggle with half of the 100 volunteers we had pre-COVID, our, our volunteers have such big hearts. Some of them are taking two shifts a day or double on the weekends and that could be up to six hours a day here given to us to support this action this activity here and that is so wonderful and what we what we really liked was we had decorated under the sea for like the little mermaid and nemo and all of those uh great uh, themes and and shows and things that kids are so familiar with along with families people really embraced that and we had this huge undersea sort of coral aquarium that we put the magic or, or the miniature trains in and that was just really well received and what's happened is that people have this sense now of coming back and forth more up to the street level and back down to the beach so there's more interaction i think this year more attendance at the beach uh, certainly more attendance for us not where we used to be, but getting better. And just people saying how much they appreciated our being here. And that to us is, is pay, in a sense. When we know they're having a great time and they're making a wonderful memory, that's our satisfaction. That's why we're here. And so we were able to reintroduce some of the history in June. We had a couple founders days. We revisited the history and talked about Wallace and Drake and talked about the original amusement park. And because our, our gift shop also sells a wonderful documentary done by WNIT on the history of Silver Beach Amusement Park, it becomes more meaningful for people because they understand more of what's really the genesis of this. The reason we have the carousel is because we had Silver Beach Amusement Park. Without that, you wouldn't have Silver Beach anything. <laughs> I mean, yes, you might have a beach, but you wouldn't have you know, other businesses and other things and the effort to bring back and tell the history. That's why we have the rounding boards on the carousel like we do. They're all about our history, current and past. And we want to be able to continue to educate people and show that history and keep it alive going forward to the future generations. So, Suze, obviously there's the carousel, but can you give me kind of a, a broader view of what's around there and what people can enjoy as they come down to check out Silver Beach? Oh, sure. The Silver Beach Center is perfectly positioned. Our parking lot is right in the middle. We're a block down from Silver Beach County Park itself, which most people refer to as the beach. Okay. And then we're just going up the steps, those beautiful muraled steps that go up to the 
street level. Um, we're we're just right in between, and you can you can like uh, stay here and and go all kinds of things, whether it's Silver Beach Pizza or what. But the neat thing about the Silver Beach Center, it is a very unique building. It has three nonprofits in it: the Silver Beach, of course, Carousel, then Shadowland Ballroom, and then Curious Kids Discovery Zone. Shadowland Ballroom has a piece in the floor permanently of the old Shadowland Ballroom at the amusement park. So people can actually dance in the old ballroom wow. while they're here for a wedding, you know, a reception. We've had weddings, receptions. We've had funeral visitations. We've had baptisms. We have uh, class reunions. Shadowland is perfectly cited for that. And you have, during the summertime, you have the wonderful Compass Fountain right across the street. What a bonus. And you get to see the lake from where we are. Curious Kids Discovery Zone is a great place to bring your children. There's either There can be small or a little older. They have rotating traveling exhibits that they bring in. And so they're always trying to change things up and bring people in for a really wonderful time. So you can come in, you can do several things at one time. You can do the museum, uh, excuse me, you can do this Curious Kids Discovery Zone and carousel and then some people who are here for a wedding reception will be lucky enough to come over for a private carousel rental and they'll enjoy the carousel here too and boy that's a selfie opportunity if there ever was one so we just want people to know that the ballroom is available and it's open for business and it's a great place to check out Suze, you've mentioned a couple times volunteers and immediately sparks in my head like man that would be a cool thing to get involved in even though i don't live in saint joe one do you get volunteers from outside the area and two if someone wanted to volunteer how do they get in there and start talking to you guys about when they can do that okay the best way to connect with us if you're interested in volunteering is to go onto our website because there's an actual volunteer page which contains an application and information about volunteering Frankly, we have fairly substantial expectations for our volunteers because they must be able to be uh, mobile on cement floors for three hours and not mind the heat and enjoy the band organ and love people. That's Umer number one, okay? You must love people and you must love interacting with people and being helpful to people. They want to know about the area. They want to know other things they can do. They want to know where they can eat or, or places they can stay. We get to be a great conduit. For all that information. Now, the, the volunteers that we have come from the general, what I would call the Blossom Time area, and they're usually within a half an hour drive of us because there's a certain amount of training that goes on. When you become a prospective volunteer, we bring you in for an orientation session, and then you go through a couple of training shifts with our volunteer manager and see how things are going, both on your end and our end. Okay? And if everything is going wonderfully and you like what you see and you like what you're doing, well, then we start, you know, putting you on shifts and you can schedule yourself. We do all of our scheduling for our regular volunteers online. So it makes it real simple to jump on, pick the shifts that you're available for, sign up, and then you get a reminder in the email. So it becomes a, an automated process, but there's nothing automated about being down here because every minute you're down here, Something else can be going on that wasn't going on a minute ago. So it's a it's a great experience and it's always changing. Suze, last question before I let you go, because I got to know this one. Given your connection with this project, do you have a favorite horse on the carousel that you always want to ride on? Oh, of course. Sparty. Sparty's my horse. <laughs> um, he was given to me by my parents, but he's also in recognition of all the Spartan nation 
evermore in the past, current, and future. So the, he's a very popular horse on the carousel. And I have to say, he's always in front of the University of Michigan horse. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Eric, we're so grateful. Uh, we have some fun events coming up this fall in the Boobash and Countdown to Noon. And that happens right before New Year's. So I encourage your listeners and folks that are interested to to check out our website because they'll have a lot of things that they'll want to participate in going forward. And we welcome back the local community. Sometimes they're not as uh, visible when we have so many visitors in the summer, but we surely hope they'll come back and see us because we miss them. Awesome. Suze, have a great day. Thanks so much, Eric. I really appreciate this.